Welcome everybody to the best podcast in the world. This is your most favorite host in the world, and you are listening to the Strength and Skills Podcast. And my name is Nick Tibuzek, and with me is the boss himself, Rado Bosich. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Just gets better and better. Eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm running for that. So yeah. there will there will be the next the next uh, boxing fight, and I'm gonna be the one who's who's be the who's who's gonna be the announcer. That's me. That's I'm looking, me. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. So for everyone who's listening to this podcast and watching it on YouTube, however you you are enjoying this one here, we have a, a daily topic, and the daily topic is how to improve your muscle up as we. <laughs> That was so good, man. Rado forced me to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, all right. Uh, as we had in the last um, episode, we had this topic, how to get your first muscle up. And this one is for the more experienced um, athletes as um, I see a lot of people doing already muscle up. And I think there is the need for getting some help on that. Um, getting getting the muscle up into uh, yeah in the end into a better technique a better form um, and I think we have some stuff in here today that's gonna help you with that um, yeah what we have to say here yeah you're listening to a podcast and all that stuff I know it's not a video except you're watching it on YouTube but we don't have this absolute great tutorial for it because it's always very very individual at that point we really have to say that and um yeah but we're gonna try and be as thorough and as precise with our explanations as possible absolutely i think we can just start over with it mm -hmm. um i think when when you go on the bar first thing for me very very important to improve the muscle up is how to, how to grip the bar actually mm. Absolutely. This is where it starts. And I, I've, I've seen that with so many people. They jump on the bar. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean, like the number one mistake, you know? Yeah. Like you obviously, I mean, you can jump on the bar, but um, in this dynamic motion, you just can't figure out your positioning. At least it's a lot harder to do so. Absolutely. So having something set up, something like a box or a bench nearby the bar um, is definitely a good starting point when it comes to the muscle up because, you know, it gives you the opportunity to first grip the bar before you even go into the motion. Absolutely. Mm. And it sets you, it sets you up right from the start, you know, like obviously you don't want to be too low or too high with the box. So mm. somewhere in between so that you can almost like slide into the motion. Mm. Um, and in that way, bring yourself immediately into a good position. Absolutely. I think then the next one that, that comes with that is how do I actually really grip the bar itself? Yeah. Um, and for me, it's always like I, I want to have my knuckles on top of the bar. So mm. it, it's for most people, it's like a semi false grip. Yeah. A little bit like that. So it's not a real false grip, but you grip the bar just a little bit more with the hand over the bar mm. not not like that you have the the whole palm on it but you grip it just a little bit more it it forces you to grip the bar harder and you have to have a better yeah grip in the end 
and some more grip strength, but it gives you so much more energy into the bar that you will immediately feel it when you start pulling. You just pull with more explosiveness because you have so much better power into it. This helps so much. And one thing that I also always have to mention there, you're shortening the way. Yes. And it makes the transition so much easier. Absolutely. Yeah, this one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, please go on. Yeah, this one was like really an eye opener for me. Like um, initially when I started to do my first muscle ups, like I was jumping on the bar. I didn't use a box. And then while I was jumping, I just you can't use the semi false grip then, you know, because you just lose it. And when you are in this almost like neutral wrist position where the wrist is directly below the bar, you just just as you said, have a lot more distance to travel. And the transition, it's incredible. Like not only the pulling phase, but the transition becomes all of a sudden a lot more harder. Yeah. So definitely try and use that semi-false grip uh, where the wrist is like almost like in line with the bar. Um, try and use it to the advantage because it's just going to make the muscle up um, a whole lot of easier. Okay. And I think like also something that's important to talk about is... You definitely want to close the bar with your thumb when you do the muscle up. Oh, yeah. So I, I see so many people out there just, you know, using this. You can call it suicide grip also on the muscle up, you know, yeah. because yeah. it's the same situation. You're just not secure. Sure, you maybe have a bit more pulling surface because of that extra thumb, but you have so much less security then. And so many people just risk, risk sliding out of the movement as yeah. they transition into the dip. Um, so yeah, just please close the thumb. It's going to be yeah. more efficient and more safe for you. I, I always tell the people, grip it like you would grip your sword in a fight. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't grip it with, without the thumb hmm. because you're going to lose it <laughs> with the first strike. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <Yeah>. You're done. <laughs> um, it. I, th I think um, why this is also so important if you don't do it, you just can't do the semi-force semi group. No, 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 no. Or at least, like, it's incredibly hard to do so. Yeah. You, you will slip out of it, usually. You slip out. Absolutely. Especially when you use an extra weight on the weighted muscle up. It's just not possible. Mm. All right. Um, I think the next one that, that is coming up with that now is how, how wide should I grip? And now we, we didn't even pull yet. <laughs> We're just talking about the grip now. So how, how wide should I grip? And I think that's, that's a very imp um, yeah, important one and a, a very interesting one because you have some people who grip really, really wide and some people who grip very, very narrow. What, how, how do you see that? How do you view that um, with the grip width? Yeah, I always like to say like the truth lies somewhere in between. And as soon as you go to the extremes, you lose some benefits out of the movement, you know? Sure, maybe if you grab wider, um, you kind of reduce some of that path that you have to pull because it's, because it's a shorter distance. But then again, you can't really use your musculature quite effectively to get um, around the bar, bar and actually do the muscle up as this puts your lats in not of a quite advantageous position to be in. And also going to the other extreme, like too narrow, you just risk uh, the transition phase being incredibly hard to cope with simply because you're in this extreme tucked position and 
mobility then could be an interfering factor that will limit you later on, um, especially when you go to higher intensities. So I think for most people, uh, for the start, just going somewhere around shoulder with the part and testing that out and see how it works for them. Uh, but the interesting thing is like, if people struggle with muscle-ups, especially when it comes to weighted work, and they have issues uh, pulling hard and transitioning over into the dip, like grabbing slightly more narrow is just a quick fix to ultimately do the muscle-up, you know, simply because it allows them to fire better out of the lat and use it more effectively throughout the motion. Yeah. And this is not to misunderstand as you should grip very, very narrow. Mm, yeah. This is, it's, it's, it's somewhere in the middle um, for most people. And so this is why I said this is very individual because you can't say, oh, you, everyone should grip a little bit more narrow or everyone should grip a little bit more wider because I see some people when, when I see them doing muscle ups, like a friend of mine right here, I, I was looking at him. I was sitting right here and there's a bar right, right next to me in our gym here. Um, I was sitting right here. Well, I was working. He was he was training, and I was looking at him. And I said, "Flo, just grip a little wider, and you're gonna do the weighted muscle up a little bit better." And he gripped a little bit wider, and it was you could see the technique just improved. But it was so weird for him. It felt so shit. <laughs> it was like, no, no, I, I, that's not mine. And I was sitting there, and I was, I, I can't argue with that. You know, if 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 you don't want to do it. That's your, your stuff about it. It's not my problem. But um, a lot of people, when you look at, at it from a biomechanical point, when you grip too narrow, you usually get into the problem that the transition gets a little bit harder because you're going to be a little bit far away from the bar when you pull, you know, in the transition phase, in the, in the lower part of the transition phase. Let, uh, let, let's say it that way. And... That, that's going to make it harder than, than, than needed. On the other hand, if you grip it too wide, you definitely get into the trouble that you just will not be able to pull very well. So it should be somewhere in between. And sometimes it's just about two centimeters or something, a little bit more narrow, a little bit wider. And, and it helps so much at that point. So I, I can't say this is the best grip for everyone. But I can say sometimes you should experiment with that, film it, and watch all the angles that you're using. And I think that's a very important one. Watch it from the side. How far are you away from, from the bar, actually? Is that because you gripped too narrow or is that because you swing too much back, backwards? That's something we're going to talk about later in, in the episode. But um, yeah, uh, I just lost my my point but uh <laughs> gotcha, yeah yeah um yeah it's a lot of a lot of it it's just trial and error you know and um if you try out a new grip and it feels weird at the start just don't give up on it and mm. try and do it for a longer period of time and see how um your movement develops if it doesn't work for you switch it up and do something different mm. uh, so a lot of it it's just experimentation you know mm. i I was doing like shoulder width apart, then went to wide, then transitioned over to a more narrow grip. And right now a more narrow grip just works well for me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's something that you have to find out for yourself. Absolutely. And now we can go to, to the next topic, I think. 
which is um, how much should you swing forward? And that's a very interesting one because um, it, it also depends on 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 the on the individual. As the smaller you are, most of the time, the less you need to swing forward. And that's of of course it makes absolutely sense because usually when you're smaller, your arms are shorter, so <laughs> that makes everything a little bit easier. So the center of mass, of course, is a little bit closer to the bar. And the interesting part here gets to the point that we need to keep the center of mass as close to the to the bar as possible. Mm-hmm. And the, the taller you are, the bigger is the range, of course. Um, and the the um, the difficult part here gets to the point when people swing very much forward, it pulls them so far backwards. And that gets you to the point where you get actually into trouble because when you when you are too far away from the bar, the transition gets so hard. You just can't, can't come over the bar. And what also will always will happen, because the center of mass is so far behind the bar now, your legs will come up now. That's the issue. Your legs will come up now, and in a competition, this will usually get you a no rep. And that's mm-hmm. something you don't want. So you have to keep because the center of mass is so far away. So don't swing too much forward to improve the legs coming up. Mm. Yeah, I agree on that. Like um, for me, at the start, I was like initially thinking, okay, if I swing more, I'm going to have more momentum from the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's going to pick me up and give me an easier time actually transitioning. And thinking of something like pulling from a dead hang um, was like, okay, this is extra tough. Mm-hmm. When in fact, you know, if you just kind of roll yourself into the emotion and be really close to that dead hang position, just as you said, that's going to be more efficient from this center of mass mm-hmm. standpoint of things, uh, simply because you, you'll be able to, you know, be closer to the bar transition easier. Um, so obviously you still want to have a certain amount of this pendulum motion that's going to pick you up and allow you to transition, but not all too much. When you look at like the top pullers in the world pulling muscle ups, it almost looks like they're pulling from the dead hang position, which is crazy. You know, it's simply because it's more efficient for them. I always remember this example of uh, Frederick Mausen, his mm. 45 kilo muscle up. He almost like pulled it from a dead hang. I mean, it wasn't a dead hang. He still had a certain amount of swing, but mm. he didn't like swim extre- swing extremely all the way forward because he wouldn't be able to transition and uh, complete the rep. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you always need to keep in mind, you want to have a little, like a little bit like a Z shape, mm-hmm. um, but it's not completely a Z shape. So it's a little bit more with a more vertical, just straight up and then turning it into the Z. Um, you, you have other very, very top poles in the world who could be so much better if they would improve that. As an example, yeah, Pere, Pere Col from Spain. If he would improve his swinging and pulling a little closer to the bar, his legs wouldn't come up that much. And he would be, we would even be able to pull a lot better at that point and a lot more weight. And he's already one of the best pullers in the world. So that's some stuff. 
when you when you look at that, then then you see how much this can influence actually top performance, um, and not only the one who's uh, ready for okay, I, I just I just need to improve my muscle up by blah blah blah, and to get from ten to fifteen. This is the stuff what what leads to okay, am I gonna be a do? Am I gonna do a, a world record at that point? Mm-hmm. I think this is so so important to get all these little details done because it's always the small stuff like that 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 yeah keeps you holding back from from really getting to your top performance and this is where we want to want to lead you with this one here absolutely so i think what's also very important that comes with the swing is the timing when do you pull actually and this is getting also so very very interesting because we just talked about how the legs come up because you are so far away from the bar. And there's another thing that also comes exactly with this. And this is when you, when you didn't hit the timing and pulled too early, your legs always come up mm-hmm. Be- because then you start with, with a, yeah, you're, you're like, like leaned a little bit more into it. And it starts to be a little bit, kind of a little bit more horizontal pull and not a vertical pull. And that leads always up to the legs coming up, you pulling a little bit far away from the bar. And so, so it always goes hand in hand with, with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Usually when, when you pull too early, when you are on the way swinging forward, then you usually pull too far away from the bar. This always goes hands in hand, hand in hand. And when you actually um, have the right timing, which is pretty much when you have the point of return, mm-hmm. just like a millisecond later, it's very hard to hit that really, really good. Some people really have the very good feeling for that. Mm. And um. When, when, when you look at that, that's for most people the turning point. Yep. Timing and staying close to the bar is for most people the thing. Yes, I view the timing as one of the hardest aspects of the muscle up to master yeah. because it just changes uh, with the intensity, you know? Like, sure, with lower intensity, you can probably have an easier time hitting the timing. But then as you place load on the muscle, the load kind of urges you and forces you. I don't know why, but you have this certain urge to pull earlier because you're afraid you're not going to be able to transition if you pull slightly later. When, in fact, if you just gave yourself a bit more time, waited for this millisecond that you mentioned and pulled at that turning point, it, it would actually be easier for you. Uh, so I always have this experience over and over again with myself, like, okay, timing is really important. Just this one quick fix and you have just so much, so much ease with the muscle up then. Absolutely. So when, when you are actually pulling, and for me, there's one thing that, that a lot of people really, really fail on. In, du- during the pull and when you're swinging backwards and upwards, a lot of people really have issues bringing the center of mass below the bar 
and behind the bar. So in most cases, when you give them the cue, bring that hip backwards. Just pull the, the hip a little bit backwards so that you bring the center of mass under the bar or behind it, especially for the transition. That's the most important part right here. It makes it so much easier to get over the bar in the transition. This is where a lot of people just like fail. And the, the issue that comes with that cue is that a lot of people misunderstand this as, yeah, then I go very much backwards on the bar and then have a, are much more far away from the bar. And this is where this really gets, gets difficult because that's the stuff where we as coaches always have to find the right cue for the person because all that we are telling right here might be the wrong cue for you or the right one because people understand things different. And this is in the end, some stuff of, of the art of coaching in the end to find the right cue for the right person so that we can actually help you the right way. So, so important at that point. Don't misunderstand this stuff. Try to get it, it like, like a picture into your head to, to, to understand what picture we are talking about. Because that's so important. Then you can get into the queuing that we are telling you. That, that's a very important one right at that point that, that we have that right. Yeah, I think like with cueing, especially uh, when you mentioned like bringing that hip back, um, I think like people imagine the motion immediately and they go to the extreme with that instead of, you know, just like, okay, just this slight motion of the hips going mm. back, not overdoing it. Uh, just, you know, just keeping in mind that with cues, uh, it's just this internal motion that should happen in the body, you know, nothing that should be externally all too extreme um just to a little extent and i think then you, you know when you do these cues and apply them to just this little extent you just have an easier time and actually more benefits out of the cue absolutely so now that we have all these points i think we're 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 coming up we had the grip we swinged forward now we know how to swing up or to, to pull up and swing up and use both. Now it comes to something that is always something that, that is an issue in, in, the, um, in, in the transition itself. And this is flaring out with the elbows. I'm not even talking about the, 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 the chicken muscle up because the chicken muscle up is mostly, as we said in the previous um, episode, mostly about explosiveness, but where we really get a, an issue is the internal rotation of some people. So people flare out with the elbows very, very wide. And this can, can be something that you can use very, very well. And if you're strong and your rotator cuff is amazingly good, then you can actually work with that very well. As an example, when you look at the muscle up of Ranjit Bachu, he has a it has an extremely crazy internal rotation at that point, and he uses that the, exactly the right way. I would mm -hmm. say he is one of the best muscle ups in the world, technically. And yeah. this is this is completely crazy. So go to his Instagram um, and check out how he's doing muscle ups. And this is this is completely crazy at that point. Um, 
this is not a technique everybody can use. As an example, this is pretty interesting because I have been on a workshop like, like I don't know, like seven years ago or something. Um, we had Lee Wade Turner and Ranjit at our place. And there we're talking about exactly this thing because Lee, as an example, has a, a muscle-up technique where he sticks um, to, very close to the body with the elbows and Ranjit very much turns out. Mm -hmm. And the very important part right here Ranjit is very, very mobile in the shoulders and he's overall very, very mobile and Lee not. Then th this, is, this is where this gets. This is, this is not about flexibility. This is about mobility. So being able to stabilize your, your shoulders in these angles can help you a lot with that, but it's not something that I would recommend for everyone because it's really getting getting difficult people a lot of people can get very very fast injured in this in this scenario so we we gotta have a look at that so the internal rotation at that point can be something that that you can use for yourself but you have really have to watch out and most of the time this is trying to catch yourself up at that point because you didn't come over the bar far enough. So in the end, this is something you can use for yourself because you can work against it, that you fall back, or you, you really focus on bringing the hip back. So this is why I was talking about that, which leads to your um, upper body coming a little bit far, more far about the bar, uh, over the bar. So then you're leaned a little bit more forward, which can lead to, okay, I can keep my elbows closer to my body. And this actually will help you to, to not fucking up your shoulders there. Because most of the time with this internal rotation also comes this elevation of the scapula and all that stuff. So you're really lo losing your stability right here. And this is something why all of these points always come together because with the with the best grip in the best grip width you are in a better position to pull better then you come up the bar with enough swing and enough explosiveness not too far away from the bar and in the end when you brought the hip enough backwards you can easily do the, um, the, the, the transition without too much of the internal rotation and really having a, have, having a very smooth muscle up in the end. And this is where we wanted to get this. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you said. So I would, you know, like for the start, just try and learn the muscle up with that. Um, almost tucked elbow position and then as you become more advanced you can then play around with that and see how internal rotation in the transition this extreme internal rotation affects your muscle up form but also your shoulder health as you don't you, you don't want to risk one for the other obviously you know so um yeah I, i've honestly i i've never tried this internal rotation um so this 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 is a nice idea i would say i'm going to test it out in my training mm -hmm. during, during warm-ups to see how that affects me 
So I think something that 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 is very very underestimated to get this all these points together is actually the ring muscle up. So I would recommend for everyone who's learning a muscle up first learn the ring muscle up because it leads to making it, to not making all the mistakes that a lot of people uh, make at that point because it will lead to you you can't swing too much forward you have to find the right positioning you have you have to do the the transition very close because when you go too wide you just die <laughs> and it it helps you with most of the stuff and also having a strong false grip in the rings will help you help you with the semi false grip on the bar so in the end when when you use the ring muscle up the right way you can actually use it very very well to improve your technique on the muscle up actually because you have to pull very close to to the body you can't pull very far away from the body except of you are very 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 strong but especially for those who are not at that point yet it's amazing to use it as a tool to improve your technical um, aspects here. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do you view that? Yeah, I've actually learned the ring muscle up first before the bar muscle up. And I was able to do like sets of three, if I remember correctly. Um, and it's been exactly that and what you mentioned, like as soon as I transitioned over to practicing the bar muscle up, I had no issues with the um, pulling phase in, in the sense of being, you know, um, in an extreme extension or flexion. So it was quite vertical. Um, also the transition phase, like I didn't flare my elbows out because, you know, in the ring muscle up, it's just natural for you to move the elbow close to the body. So I've had this transfer and I think, yeah, it's definitely a good recommendation to, you know, just go and try and reach three to five ring muscle ups before you kind of transition over to the bar muscle up as that's going to give you a nice base of understanding of the motion itself and how the transition should look like and feel like um, to an extremer extent, I would say, because the transition in the ring muscle up is a bit more extreme than in the bar muscle mm -hmm. up, you know, you just, uh, and also like, because of that, it's a nice conditioning drill um, for the elbows, especially in the wrists, uh, because you still require a certain amount of flexion to hold that semi-false grip and also in the transition of the muscle up it could take a tool on the elbow. Um, so using the ring muscle up as a preparatory drill for the bar muscle up um, is always a good idea, I would say. Absolutely. Not to forget how much work um, the shoulder girdle and the rotator cuff has. Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. And this is something you need to have that strong when you do the bar muscle up because the bar muscle up is, is so much faster usually. Yes. And when you do the bar muscle up and it's so fast and explosive, you have already to be able to stabilize very, very fast. <laughs> so you catch yourself up in the transition and you're not strong enough. You're going to lose the, the stability. No, you know, lose yeah, yeah. And you don't have the time to think about the position positions. You know, those positions already have to be ingrained. And the way you ingrain them is by practicing the ring muscle up. That's it. That's it. All right.
So I think we covered a lot of stuff here um, for, for the muscle up. If you have any more problems with the muscle up, maybe, and you already are aware of it, please let us know in the comments or you shoot us a message on Instagram and then we may talk about it in, a pre, in, a, in an upcoming um episode because we love to to really talk about the details in that uh, exercise and if we can help you with that 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 would be amazing if you need a very good eye for that and some help with that you're absolutely free to contact us um you, uh, on on bar minus bell coaching dot de slash links you can easily just make yourself an appointment with us and then we're going to talk about okay where do you need help how can we help you um, and yes, this, that's coaching and coaching is always not for free, but, um, actually in the end, we are definitely able to help you. And if you are ready to, to get some help, then always feel free to, to contact us here. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you know someone who needs some help with the muscle up, please send them over this episode would be amazing if we can reach out to as many people as possible with this episode um, who need the help right here. Thank you so much and have a good one. <laughs>